and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Ames, what did we read this week? We read Wild Ride by Jennifer Cruzy and Bob Mayer. Excellent. It's our second Jennifer Cruzy and yes. our first Bob Mayer. And shall I spoiler-free recap it for us? <laughs> I think I was trying to think of how I was spoiler-free recap it on the way here, and it was like, so convoluted. I'm throwing to you. Okay, excellent. It is semi-con... Like, the plot's a little bit all over the shop, so I, I will say that that is a fair approach. I must admit, I already finished this book quite early this week, and I'm already like most of the way through Inquiry into Love and Death again. So, <laughs> so I have forgotten every person's name. What's from new? I know, right? It's the first thing my brain dumps as unessential information. I'll do the setting. It's Great. contemporary. It is contemporary. Well done, thank you. Okay, so Wild Ride is set almost entirely in an amusement park that is on an island in somewhere in America. The Ohio River. There you go, in the Ohio River. And the amusement park had previously fallen on hard times but has been recently partially bought out by the mayor of the neighboring town, the nearby town. It's kind of a little ways out of town on this on this island by itself. And so the mayor has bought into the amusement park and it's currently being refurbished. Enter our main protagonist lady, whose name is Mab. Oh, that's right. How which, did I forget Mab? Which is short for, her name is Mary Alice Brannigan, so they just yes. call her by her, her nickname the amusement park is called dreamland that's right thank you so everything is like the dream this the dream (laughs) yes yeah and fun fun is the name of the like mascot clown so it's fun fun this and this fun fun statue yeah so mab is kind of specializes in in restoration of artworks and things like that but she particularly has an interest in old carnival bohemian kind of styles like she does she does like carousel horses yeah if you've got like an old vintage pinball machine or yeah that know, kind of stuff clown she, she'll come and restore that she for restores you. it for you so she kind of travels all over the place and but she did grow up in the neighboring town so she has come home to restore dreamland which she always kind of wanted to do <laughs> so that's kind of close to her heart her uncle yeah, her, the, yeah, it is her uncle, right? Her uncle Ray. Her uncle Ray is actually the mayor of the neighboring town. And the Brannigans don't have a very good name in the town. They were always like kind of crazy, kind of. Her mum was convinced. Her mum used to pick at the park and yeah. be like. Demons! Demons it's are in there! Of yeah, exactly. That's kind of the start. Then, so we open with her being in Dreamland restoring a the clown, clown statue. One of the clown statues. Fun, fun. And she, something runs past her in the dark and knocks her down. And she swears that it was the metal and wood fun fun, the large fun fun statue that she had just finished restoring that was at the front of the park, at the park entrance. She swears that's what knocked her down. Everyone else is kind of like, don't be crazy. There's essentially like a core group of people who have been running the park and have owned the park forever. And one of them is the old lady who kind of is the manager and is in charge of everything. Glenda. 
And she's like in her sixties. Then there's an old, like quite an old lady teller. called Delpha, and she's the fortune teller who lady. has. A pet raven who always sits on her shoulder called Frankie. He was fun. And then there's the old sort of security guard guy called Gus who's he also does really like old. He also does like basic park maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. yeah. Checks that the rides um, are working okay. And there's also a guy who runs the – does odd jobs and runs the boats or lives near the boathouse or whatever. Young Fred. Young Fred because old Fred had recently died. And then there's all of the people that run the different concessions who are just the locals who pop in at night. Yeah, so each of the families come in. But those, those that main cast of four, plus the lady who runs, the young lady who runs the... Refreshment stand called the Dream Cream because it sells dreamy ice cream. Exactly. Her name is Cindy. She, they all live on site. So yeah. all of them have accommodation at Dreamland. So they're the kind of ones you're with all the time. So that first thing happens, that happens at the very start where the clown seems to have come alive. And at the same time, we have the arrival of Glenda's son home from war. His name is Ethan John Wayne. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wowza. And I just remembered Ethan. I must have blacked Ethan, that out. because they just call him Ethan for yeah, they do. 99% of it. But Ethan is home from the special forces. He was yes. wounded in Afghanistan and he's got a bit of PTSD. He he's, does. He's got a sort of wartime injury where he's got a bullet lodged quite near to his heart, so he's convinced. Well, the doctor's kind of – he's been discharged. The doctor's kind of said, we can't go in and get it, but it's it's going to, like, one tiny jolt or, you know, just the movement of your muscles or whatever, it's going to pierce your heart. Like, you need to be prepared So he's basically come back to Dreamland to sort of say bye to his mum and Yeah, they've pretty much told him to put his affairs in order. Yeah. So he's come home to do that, but then as soon as he gets home, things start going weird. The fun fun statue isn't there in the morning, so seems to have disappeared. No, it's broken. It's massively they, broken. No, they couldn't find it to begin with. It was hidden in the back of a cave in one of the rides. So it took them half a day to find the Fun Fun statue and it's destroyed. Like it looks like it looks like it came alive and walked and therefore all of its parts it that weren't hinged at all to move were all destroyed. So then the last little bit, and it is super complicated, the last little bit then is that the park is actually full of demons. It's not a park. It's a prison to house and and I guess prison. trap so they can't, you know, attack anyone. The worst demons, the five worst demons in the history of time. And each of those park kind of major park people, well, Glenda, I think there's five of them. There are five. There are five. So Glenda and the other old people are a part of the Guardia, and the Guardia have special powers, heightened powers, not immortality or anything, but heightened powers. As a team, as and a that's team really important. To be able to perform certain rituals and spells and stuff that keep the that are able to capture i guess the demons when they they, if they get out which they have in the past in living memory they've gotten out some other times so basically the subplot or the not the subplot probably one of the major plots actually is that the main demon like the big daddy demon has been hatching a plot for the last 30 years or so to actually escape so he is halloween's coming yeah and and it's when they're the most powerful when the boundaries between the supernatural and the natural worlds are weakest and basically the demons when they escape their prisons possess they don't they can't take their own corporeal form unless the they're all out together then they're all strong like a team each other but before that they can only get around by possessing 
other people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Like realistically, there's a bit happen. of a, shenanigans happen. There are there are love subplots, but they really were such subplots that I don't think they're relevant. Like they're there because it's a Jennifer Cruzy and the, that's how it rolls. The love subplots don't drive the narrative no. tension. No. But they add. But they add. They were fun. I didn't I wasn't like, what are you doing here, subplot? Like I they were great. But much the same as her other book that we read. Maybe this time. It wasn't I didn't feel like the love subplot really drove that narrative either. It was just a pleasant addition. It but, was more yeah. shenanigans with some love. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's kind of it. And I'm I do I will admit that does seem a bit convoluted but it is kind of a lot of things going on we invite you to read it and then try and describe it in a way that isn't just repeating the blurb it's very hard i feel like we could do better if we scripted this bit but we never do so (laughs) so you always just get stream of consciousness as i remember the book and ask me i oh yeah sorry Amy, what did you think? What were your thoughts on wild ride by insert names of authors here go my first thought was, whoa, this book is wild. So oh I thought it was God. very aptly titled because I kept I kept reading it and being like, huh? What? Hang on. Okay. Sure. It was a lot. There and, was a lot going on. And then I was two-thirds of the way through it. Mm. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I'm clearly enjoying this because I keep going. It was totally ridiculous and a bit confusing at times. But when I got into it, I thought it was fun. I wouldn't say it was something that was overly original. Like at the beginning, they go, thanks to Joss Whedon for creating Buffy and thanks to these people. And and the demons are sort of, you know, that one's from like Etruscan mythology and things like that. So it's a bit of a synthesis of lots of the sort of ridiculous paranormal, supernatural things of what happens on Halloween when there are demons involved. But... I did like the theme park setting. The I, park was a character the in park itself. Was a character in and itself. that was quite fun. I could actually picture it quite vividly in yes, my mind. Yes. I really liked Cindy. Cindy who made like magical ice cream. She was wonderful. <laughs> and I didn't mind Mab. Ethan took a bit of time to grow on me. Oh, and me too. some of the supporting characters were real annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was reading it, I was actually picturing it as like a sort of animated cartoon. Oh, yeah, okay. Like how they finished Angel as graphic novels. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, it's like bright colours and it's ridiculousness. It's certainly the kind of thing that could you could easily see being adapted yeah, into a graphic but novel. Yeah, but it's, it's like sure. very vivid. Yeah. Everything is very brightly yeah. coloured. That was just the way I was reading it. Like all the demons have a particular, you know, this is a, everything is orange when that demon's concerned. And there were some fun little plot twists that, you know, you never see coming that I enjoyed. Yay. So... I'd recommend it, but just <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It is. It is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> this was a, a recommendation I gave maybe this time back to Louise, my pottery teacher, and she went, oh, try this one. It's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> and I said, all right. Okay, Louise, what did you think? <laughs> I Okay, so I would say... That if I had to categorize or explain <laughs> Jennifer Cruzy as an author to someone else, which yeah. I suppose I am, many someone else's who will listen to this, 
I would say she, what you expect is never what you get. Yes. <laughs> so once again, like uh, when I read. Maybe this Maybe time. this time. Which in my head has become someone like you. I don't know why. I think it's, that's what I keep going to say. Maybe this time. I didn't expect ghosts at all and then there were ghosts. In this one, I was kind of ready for it to be ghosty. I also fall into this horrible trap of never reading a blurb. I don't think I have read a blurb for a book in years. Oh, I always read the blurb. Yeah. Potentially so when, read it too much. So when you give me a book or a, a listener recommends us a book, you just read I it. just go on whatever you've said. If you say, read this... It was fun, but a bit stupid if you can kind of, you know, suspend your disbelief or whatever. That's what I go into. That's the headspace I go in with, right? But I never research or read the blurbs. I only do that after I've read the book. So I started reading this, and I... And then there were demons. Very quickly, there were demons. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Then, like, there's a military government subplot, and so that was a whole other thing. Yeah, I just had, thing. like, Buffy season three and four in my head. I think the theme park for me saved it because there were so many characters and so many subplots. Some of them I liked better than others. Mm. I completely agree with you on that front. I found Ethan annoying for <laughs> the majority of the book. He did come good at the end, but it took a long time. Yeah. But the theme park, the place, Dreamland, was kind of like for me, more the protagonist than anybody else because everyone kind of shared the spotlight quite a lot. Like, Mab is the one you follow, but I found that the the park itself was what kind of unified everybody. Yes, and people were – there was, amongst all the characters, they had a love for it. They did. That's And yeah. it was their – It's what united them, even more so than, like, it's a prison, therefore it's our calling, therefore this is where we they're, stay. They're a family they're and a family. their home is dreamland. So yes. there was that sense of – I guess that was probably the big theme that emerged yeah. towards the end. Yeah, it was absolutely. home and family, and particularly for Mab, who's sort of Always wanted it. wandered and, everywhere yeah. and – so I liked Mab. I thought she was really good. I liked the arc that she went on. Again, like with other Jennifer Cruises, I felt like there were clear arcs that the characters went on that I enjoyed. Yep. There were plot twists that I – only one was one that I didn't see coming, and it was probably the one for me that – pushed me right over the edge into this is mental like this is properly <laughs> ridiculous and but other than that i thought and i enjoyed the plot twist even even with its ridiculousness but everything else was kind of it it trudges the lines that you expect it to kind of once you start you get go, oh, a chapter yeah, yeah. and you're like well this is yeah, what's yeah. going to happen but no i thought it was Great. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I read it super quickly. Yes, it's a very quick it's read. It's a very quick read. And it was just silly and fun. And because it was not what I expected, like with maybe this time, I think I will potentially reread. Do you know what I think is interesting? The, I mean, we've only read two so far. Yeah, it's but true. Standalones. Yeah, love a standalone. Love I love standalone novels. I mean, there might not. I think there might actually be a whole Dreamland series, but it doesn't feel like there's not. a Dreamland no, series. No, and if there is, it doesn't need to be. I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to stop here. But, yes, I would recommend it as well. I would totally recommend it. Boom. I can't so say that I... Treasure from us. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know if I'll reread it and that is our hard and fast rule. Mm. But I think I will. Like, I can very much see myself wanting to dive back in to Jennifer Cruzy. And lucky we're making this podcast so in three years when you're like, what was that? in the theme park 
that we borrowed off someone in return. It absolutely. And we don't own. It's helpful, but <laughs> I don't need to look it up on the podcast. I just have to text you and you will text me back yeah, and be like, it was I'll called Wild Ride. I'll look it up on right. the podcast. You don't. You look it up in your brain. Your brain is a steel trap. So thank you very much once again for spending your time with us. Join us again next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then... Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.